Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, the first wave of Johnson & Johnson's single-shot vaccine is on its way to Americans as health officials warn variants could threaten our pandemic progress. Millions of doses leave the warehouse headed across the country. Freezer boxes signed and sealed. But even with that promising news, the concern tonight that the number of deaths and new infections have ticked up. Plus, why is there a decline in testing here in America? Sexual harassment investigation. Tonight, a second woman alleges that New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has failed to take responsibility for what she calls his predatory behavior. We'll speak with a former staffer. Water crisis. The city where more than 160,000 residents haven't had clean drinking water for weeks, including a pregnant woman using buckets to flush the toilet. I'm really scared. State of emergency as floodwaters rise in Kentucky. Rolling back voter rights. The Republican push in more than 40 states to limit voting access. The royal tell-all. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle sit down with Oprah. He explains the fear that led them to flee the UK. My biggest concern was history repeating itself. Order in the operating room. The stunning moment a plastic surgeon appeared for traffic court while performing surgery. Lady Gaga's dog walker speaks out what he says about his very close call with death. And how an innovative idea at a Texas high school is helping feed hungry students. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin with breaking news and a startling new warning tonight from the CDC that the U.S. could potentially face another 
deadly surge of coronavirus. As we come on the air tonight, doses of the third vaccine approved for use here in the U.S. are now rolling onto jets and into trucks shipping out across the U.S. Johnson & Johnson says about 4 million doses of the vaccine it developed, which requires just a single shot, will arrive at vaccination centers nationwide in the next few days. That new vaccine comes at the same time that the CDC is sounding the alarm over a new increase in infections and deaths, potentially caused by those highly contagious variants. The head of the CDC says she's worried that progress against the virus is now stalling, warning that if states start loosening restrictions on masks and public gatherings, the country could lose hard-earned ground in the fight against the virus and face another surge. Well, tonight, the rate of new cases of the virus are now hovering around 70,000 a day. A tipping point, doctors say, that could lead to an explosion of new infections if Americans let down their guard. Well, we've got a lot of new reporting for you and your family. Our team is standing by. CBS's Errol Barnett is going to lead off our coverage tonight from Kentucky, where those doses of vaccine are shipping out tonight. Good evening, Errol. Good evening, Nora. This UPS cargo hold is inside one of the aircraft that will be filled with this new vaccine and other important shipments before distributing it across the country. One staffer telling me tonight he is relieved his elderly relatives are getting vaccinated and that he gets to be part of this effort. A shot of hope as the rollout begins. Johnson & Johnson's vaccine now set to be shipped across the country. Proven in tests to be 85% effective against severe illness, it's the first single-dose vaccine. We're on track to deliver 4 million within the next couple of days, 20 million by the month of March, and we'll have 100 million doses between now and the end of June. This comes as more than 50 million Americans have already received at least one vaccine dose from Moderna and Pfizer. And as the number of new COVID cases nosedives 73% in the past two months. But COVID cases and deaths have plateaued at levels much higher than before the last devastating surge. Please hear me clearly. At this level of cases with variants spreading, we stand to completely lose the hard-earned ground we have gained. Tonight, Houston becoming the first U.S. city to see cases of all the reported variants, including those first found in California, New York, the U.K., Brazil, and South Africa. Also tonight, another concern. COVID testing is down 23% since Inauguration Day. Some testing sites empty. It's like a ghost town. There's nothing there. Or turned into mega vaccination sites. If we did see another surge, we're never going to be able to track it. And we are not out of the woods yet. Schools starting to reopen in Chicago, Las Vegas, and in Marin County, north of San Francisco, some high schoolers are back. We're going to have like a small class, you know, but um, I think it'll be, you know, better than just staying at home. As for the vaccines themselves, they can't come soon enough, especially in New York City, which identified its first COVID case one year ago today. Since then, nearly 30,000 have died from the virus. We don't have enough vaccine. Every day someone's not vaccinated, they're in danger when they are vaccinated. Also tonight, the CDC says two doses of the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines are more effective at protecting against the coronavirus than one, pushing back at recent studies suggesting the success of a single dose. Nora. Errol Barnett, thank you.
And now to those new sexual harassment allegations against New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Tonight, the state attorney general is launching an investigation after two former aides accused the governor of misconduct. Cuomo says he's sorry if things he said were misinterpreted. But tonight, one of the women says that's not enough. Here's CBS's Jerika Duncan. Late this afternoon, Charlotte Bennett, the second woman to accuse New York Governor Andrew Cuomo of sexual harassment, said in a statement that the governor has refused to acknowledge or take responsibility for his predatory behavior. The 25-year-old former executive assistant to the governor claimed Cuomo asked if she was romantically involved, whether she was monogamous in her relationships, and if she had ever had sex with older men. Cuomo attempted to apologize in a statement Sunday, saying, I now understand that my interactions may have been insensitive or too personal. Some of the things I have said have been misinterpreted as an unwanted flirtation. To the extent anyone felt that way, I am truly sorry. That's not an apology. Today, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio joined House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand in supporting an independent investigation. He seemed to be saying, oh, I was just kidding around. You know, sexual harassment is not funny. The latest accusations come after another former aide, Lindsay Boylan, accused Cuomo in a blog post of sexually harassing her and creating a hostile work environment. State Senator Alessandra Biaggi worked in the governor's office in 2017. When a governor of a state asks a young staffer who is 25 years old um, if she has sex with older men or if she has sex outside of her relationship, that is not only inappropriate, it is abusive. Governor Cuomo denies allegations of sexual harassment, but keep in mind, federal investigators are looking into whether or not his office lied about COVID-related deaths in some nursing homes in New York. Nora? Jerika Duncan, thank you. Tonight, Kentucky is under a state of emergency as floodwaters continue to rise. Parts of the state got more than six inches of rain in 48 hours, and now streams and rivers are overflowing into neighborhoods. The National Guard is helping to rescue people from flooded homes and streets. Tennessee and West Virginia are also dealing with widespread floods. We want to turn now to Mississippi, where communities are still struggling two weeks after the South was hit with those devastating storms. The biggest problem for many is finding clean water. CBS's Janet Chamlin is there. Tonight, frustration is boiling over in Jackson after two weeks without water. I've had to walk to gas stations just to use the bathroom sometimes. Summer Williams is eight months pregnant. There's no water coming from her tap. She has to fill buckets from a faucet at her dad's house 30 minutes away, get it back to her apartment, then boil it just to bathe and cook. I'm due soon, and the only thing that's on my mind is how I'm going to handle it when the baby gets here. Williams is among the 10,000 without any water, but the entire city, more than 165,000 people, hasn't had safe drinking water since the mid-February storm. The sub-zero temperatures crumbled Jackson's aging water system, 80 major water main breaks. Pressure so low, it's not reaching some neighborhoods. We know that people are suffering and they want it on now. Charles Williams is the director of public works in charge of restoring people's water. I think that they have every right to be upset. I think they have every right to be frustrated. Can you give them any assurances of a date? It's just very difficult to try and have a definitive timeline of when we'll get out of this. But for Summer Williams, time 
is running out. It's hard now, but I know it's going to be harder by the time my baby gets here. And a sign of the desperation here in Jackson tonight. We have seen people pull off the roads, stop, bring buckets over, fill them up with water here to take home. Because at this location, they didn't have to wait in line. Nora. Janet Chamlian, thank you. And we want to turn now to a growing immigration crisis on the border. Tonight, there's new concern about the number of unaccompanied minors trying to enter the U.S. from Mexico. CBS's Weijia Zhang joins us now from the White House. And Weijia, I understand this was at the top of the agenda when President Biden spoke with the Mexican, Mexican president today. Nora, that's right. The two leaders met virtually just a few hours after the Homeland Security Secretary warned migrants to stay away from the border for now because he said the Trump administration dismantled the U.S. immigration system. But we obtained a new memo that shows the number of unaccompanied minors at the border is soaring with about 200 to 400 a day. And unlike the Trump administration that made the children wait in Mexico for their cases, to be processed. The new policy is to house them in the U.S., but bed space is already 97% full. The agenda also included a lot of talk about the pandemic, and President Biden said he would discuss sharing the U.S. supply of the vaccine with Mexico, but the White House said that is not going to happen because the priority is making sure every American is vaccinated. Nora. Zhang, thank you. Tonight, Republican lawmakers in dozens of states are taking extreme steps to change voting laws. They claim they're trying to prevent fraud. Well, Democrats accuse them of trying to limit turnout, especially among minority groups. Here's CBS's Ed O'Keefe. Cloud. Tonight, heated debate in Georgia as Democrats accuse Republicans of making it harder to vote. It was predicated on a big, fat lie. Republicans claimed fraud in November without evidence and demanded changes, like limiting early voting hours. If you didn't see confusion this year, I don't know what you saw. It's part of a nationwide push to change election laws by Republicans unhappy with the 2020 result. This election was rigged. A move endorsed by former President Trump in his first speech since leaving office. One of the most urgent issues facing the Republican Party is that of ensuring fair honest and secure elections. As the former president continued his false claims about last year, Republicans in more than 40 states are now pushing more than 250 proposals to curb at least some voter access. In Florida, Republicans want to limit the use of ballot drop boxes, while in Iowa, voters could end up with less time to return mail-in ballots. Democratic election lawyer Mark Elias slammed the proposals. What we are seeing right now is an all-out assault on voting. As for whether Trump's name would be on a future ballot, he wouldn't commit. We will take back the House. We will win the Senate. And then a Republican president will make a triumphant return to the White House. And I wonder who that will be. Here in Washington, House Democrats are poised to pass legislation this week that they say expands voting rights, but Senate Republicans may eventually block it. And tomorrow at the U.S. Supreme Court, justices are set to hear a challenge to two Arizona election laws. It's a key test of how the now conservative court interprets the Voting Rights Act. Nora. Ed O'Keefe, thank you. And we want to turn now overseas because tonight the situation in Myanmar, formerly known as Burma, has reached a critical and dangerous phase. One month after the military coup, protests have grown enormous and deadly as the generals try to crush dissent. We get more now from CBS's Ramian Asensio in Beijing. 
tonight, armed with shields throwing bags of water. Anti-coup protesters defied Myanmar security forces in Yangon streets, not backing down after 18 were killed a day earlier. Tear gas canisters hissed past dodging demonstrators, and people ran from police spraying rubber bullets. Hundreds of thousands of pro-democracy protesters have been fighting for Aung San Suu Kyi, now detained exactly one month. On Monday, a court charged the Nobel laureate with two new offenses, including inciting public fear and alarm. Her lawyer says all charges are trumped up. What do the military leaders want? To erase her from the political scene of the country. And her supporters are being killed. As funerals are held, more people are swearing to push back against dictatorship and forward to democracy. Ramey Innocencio, CBS News, Beijing. Tonight we're getting our most revealing account of why Prince Harry and Meghan Markle made the extraordinary decision to step back from their royal duties. They opened up to Oprah Winfrey for an upcoming CBS special. CBS's Jamie Ucas has a preview. My biggest concern was history repeating itself. Prince Harry speaks frankly about the parallels of his life and that of his late mother, Princess Diana. I'm just really relieved and happy to be sitting here talking to you with my wife by my side. Because I can't begin to imagine what it must have been like for her going through this process by herself all those years ago. Because it has been unbelievably tough for the two of us, but at least we had each other. Oprah Winfrey is shown asking Megan pointed questions, her answers yet to be revealed. Were you silent or were you silenced? Winfrey asked about a breaking point, likely tied to the couple's decision to leave the UK. Something comedian James Corden also discussed with Harry last week. We all know what the British press can be like. And it was destroying my mental health. I was really? like, this is toxic. The London tabloids are already slamming the couple's decision to open up. Either you love them or you hate them. And they're trying to break free from that narrative constructed by the tabloids. They want to articulate their own vision of their future and, the, and their own remembrance of their past. With their royal duties now officially in the past, their future is adding to their family and living by their own rules. Jamie Ucas, CBS News, Los Angeles. And Oprah with Meghan and Harry, a primetime special, airs Sunday night at 8, 7 central, right here on CBS. California's medical board is launching an investigation after a man decided to appear at virtual traffic court while working. He's a plastic surgeon, and Dr. Scott Green wanted to go to trial while operating. He explained there was another surgeon in the room, but the judge said he was worried about the patient on the operating table, you think? And so he rescheduled the trial. And tonight, Lady Gaga's dog walker is thanking the singer for her support as he recovers after being shot when robbers took off with two of her dogs. In an emotional post on Instagram, Ryan Fisher recounted his brush with death and apologized for not being able to do more to stop the attackers. The singer's dogs were returned Friday night after they were found miles from the scene. All right, Tiger Woods was touched by a show of support from fellow golfers who wore his signature Sunday red and black at the WGC Workday Championship. Woods shattered his right leg and foot last week in a terrible car accident. He thanked the players and his fans for their support. It's no secret that students can't learn very well if they don't have enough to eat. But a high school in Sanger, Texas, has come up with an innovative solution to that problem. We get more now from Maria Villarreal. 
an innovation born out of desperation during the pandemic. It's a food bank run like a grocery store inside a school. If a single mom is leaving the house and tells the kids, I'm going to go to the food pantry or I'm going to go to the grocery store, which one has more dignity? Going to the grocery store. Paul Wattis teamed up with Principal Anthony Love to transform an art room into a store that also offers job skills to the students. That's the UPC number. At Linda Tut High School, more than 40% of the families are at or below the poverty level. Teens stock shelves, order supplies, and can shop for food using a point system based on need. We give our students opportunities to earn bonus points uh, that they can use to shop in the grocery store for food and supplies for their family. And why is that so important? It's about building pride and dignity in our students. Every Tuesday, the store opens up to the entire community. What do you like best about working in the store? Seeing people smile and how their day has changed and them being happy that they know they have food and not, they're not going to wake up in the morning hungry. Providing life lessons in retail and respect. Mireya Villarreal, CBS News, Sanger, Texas. And a life lesson in kindness. Tomorrow, we'll meet some pandemic pen pals, how a group of fourth graders are helping senior citizens get through this tough time. A reminder, if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so that you can watch us later. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.